amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, SmackDown, Review. Hello and welcome to the Wrestling to the Max, SmackDown Live Review for February 7th, 2017. I am your host, Sean Garmer, with me here, Mr. Paul Leeser. Hey, yo. Well, this is the go-home show to Elimination Chamber that takes place on Sunday. And they certainly let you know the matches that are going to happen on that show. If you didn't know before, uh, you do know now, uh, certainly, as they did a lot of the things we talked about the week before. They set up the three women's matches that will be on. Uh, they set up a match with Dolph and uh, with uh, Kalisto and Apollo Crews, and they they set up everything else. You know, the the Elimination Chamber was pretty much we knew the players, but they kind of had a few more things going here and everything else. Uh, so. They started this show with uh, Daniel Bryan coming out. It's been a while since we had really uh, seen him like out in the actual ring area, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is there close to home. I think they're in, um, uh, they're in Seattle. They're in Seattle, yeah. So he's he's really close to home, or he's he's gonna be. Uh, Given some some great uh, celebration from the crowd, you know that, and then of course, you know it wouldn't be a Brian segment without the Miz coming out. So you know the Miz comes out, makes fun of Brian for a while, and uh, then Baron Corbin comes out. You know Baron Corbin pretty much uh, tells Miz, you know I don't care about you wanting to partner up with me. I'm just gonna take you out right now. And then uh, Mr. Ambrose comes out, and uh, he makes fun of the, what Mrs. is wearing, because it wouldn't be uh, Ambrose seven without him doing something funny. And, of course, AJ 
comes out as well, and we get this uh, tag match with, or not, it's not a tag match, it's a four-way match with Miz, mm-hmm. uh, Dean Ambrose, AJ, and Baron Corbin to kind of give you a little preview of Elimination Chamber. Uh, this was a really good match, uh, a, a nice way to kick off the show uh, after, you know, your regular talking segment, and Baron Corbin beats everyone. Do you feel like this is a little prelude to the chamber? Is Baron Corbin going to be that guy that goes runs wild? Uh, I don't know. I feel like this was something to at least try to get you thinking in that direction. It's something that at least makes you think that, man, Baron looks really strong going into this. And, and admittedly, he does. I, he does win this off of sort of a distraction with the whole Maurice thing getting involved. But this really worked as far as building. Not only the opening segment, but the match does. I think you get the nice interlude between everybody. Obviously, Baron is positioning with everybody. AJ is here to prove that he's AJ, and then Dean and Miz still having all their issues and whatnot. So, I think you have a great mix of all that going on here. And, uh, I, I think they just look really great in this match. And If this doesn't get you excited for Elimination Chamber, I don't really know what else is going to. Man, there was a lot of uh, moving. <laughs> I guess what you were doing there. I don't know what's. I just keep hearing boosh, boosh, on the the microphone. Uh, like it's like uh, it's cutting in and out or whatever, so I could hear half of what you said. I think. Um. Awesome. Yeah, it was doing that. It's. It was doing that towards the end of the podcast on Monday, too. I don't know why. It's like, it's that feeling of, uh, like, all of a sudden you're, like, getting close to it, not close to it, and it keeps, uh, like, giving static while you do it, too. It's weird. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this, this match was uh, definitely, uh, as far as wrestling goes, I think the thing to watch from SmackDown, because everything else was sort of, uh, you know, you didn't get the, I didn't think you you didn't get the uh, promised, you know, epic confrontation with uh, John Cena and Randy Orton that they were making it out to be beforehand, uh, especially once you had uh, Bray, Wa- uh, not Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper cut that, that, you know, actually pretty good promo. Uh, where he says, you know what, uh, I never had anything to lose, and I know I've seen the snake in the grass many times, and I know you're a liar, and I'm not going to just cut the head off the viper. I'm going to eliminate you, Randy Orton. Well, okay. <laughs> they could have done without the pun, I guess, but... Uh, Hey, you know, you got Luke Harper and Randy Orton for Elimination Chamber. So that's that's good. Yeah, and this might be as close as we ever get to, to seeing Randy and, and Cena go at it again because if all goes to plan of what we've heard on the internet, then it's going to be Bray walking out with the championship. And I think that's a smart move here. I think there's a lot going on here for Luke and Randy to really have a great match too. So I'm really looking forward to that one almost as much as I am the Chamber. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, the match, I don't think, had the same sort of, like, epic feeling either with the crowd or anything like that. I mean, it was a, it was a good match, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fitting, I guess, main, you know, typical WWE main event thing. But it was really more kind of here to set up the Luke Harper showing up, having, you know, some moments there with Bray, and then, you know, knocking him down, and then uh, Bray taking out, uh, is it, uh, yeah, Bray took out somebody. Cena. And... Yeah, he took. He went to Cena. throw throw him into Randy. Randy went for the RKO. Cena pushes him away, and then he eats Sister Abigail. Yeah, and then but then uh, John Cena comes back, hits that AA, and beats uh, Randy Orton. So you know your champion not losing, which makes sense because in any other <laughs> setting that wasn't John Cena, we'd be we'd be saying that. So I think that's uh, certainly fair, but. Yeah, I mean, so overall, you still, I think, you know, you didn't really need to hype the chamber up too much because you know what that is. Right. And if anything, they were hyping up more the danger of the chamber than necessarily, okay, these guys are going to be the match and what's going to happen and whatever. Uh, I think that sells itself. You don't have to really do much for that. And JBL also wouldn't shut up about any look for it either. So I think that's that's something to keep an eye on, see if the chamber looks different or if it's taller or, or whatever else you have going that on there. That makes sense but. because they've now said the whole, well, it only happens once a year. So this has to mean that they figured out a way to where they can do this in the newer buildings now. Mm-hmm. Where they can have this annually again. So, yeah, it's going to have to look some kind of different, right? Because that was the problem. That thing was such a monstrosity before that they couldn't have it in the new buildings. Right. So we'll have to, you know, that that's going to be a thing to, to watch out for, for that elimination chamber. How does it look? Is it going to be any different as far as, you know, it's still going to have those plexiglass panels? You're still going to have those things there where they kind of, it's an awkward jump to try to jump off of it, but they're there. You know, is anything that we aren't used to with Elimination Chamber going to be there? Those are, uh, you know, things to look out for, for for Sunday. But continuing on with this show, we had the first ever dual contract signing. And wouldn't you know, two women's matches being showcased here in this contract signing. Honestly, between Monday with the contract signing, then we get contract signing on SmackDown. All that was left was like 205 Live to sign the contract of the 205 Live match after the match. And then you have contract signing on every show. Uh, I just feel like WWE just, when they really want to do something, they they, they go on it with these contract signings. Uh, but you know what? For being a contract signing, this was actually really good. You had, you know, Mickey cut a promo stating, you know, her case for, you know, why she why she's here and, you know, some the same stuff that we've heard her say, but it just makes sense much more in this context. And then, you know, Becky showing that fire. Uh, you got Alexa Bliss doing the whole, oh, I, I didn't know you were here, Naomi thing. 
And Naomi is, you know, just telling her stop being foolish and that, well, you're going to know her name when she beats her on Sunday, which, fair enough. And then we get to the big brawl. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I uh, I enjoyed this a lot. I thought that Mickey was a little... Like, I think she's still finding her way back on the microphone again, right? Cause she, she sounded very breathy, and she seemed to want to stretch out syllables way too often. And, and I, I think it's the whole of, uh, having to adjust to being scripted, you know. So I think maybe. she's trying to make sure she gets her gets things in. I don't know. And then also trying to do it slow because she's a heel and whatever. You know, I I don't know. I, I I totally get what you're saying though. That was like I was like, okay, we're just yeah. we're going into Charlotte territory almost too. It, it felt super odd to me, and, and I don't know. Like I mean, what her the the content of the promo was fine. It just her delivery was was odd. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Becky was great. I thought Alexa was great. Naomi was was good for the little bitch that she has too. She's another one who hasn't had a lot of microphone time either. I feel like, and so. Hers is, is typical rah-rah babyface stuff, but it, I think it works for the character she's got going for her. I'm really looking forward to both these matches, though. I think they're Becky and Mickey's going to be really good, and I think uh, Alexa and Naomi can surprise so long as they don't try to do too much, because we've seen Naomi get a little botchy at times whenever she goes for all the big stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. It's Naomi's just going to have to understand that you can't try to do everything in one match. Just save it for some other things. Let's let's have something good here. And, you know, Alexa's getting better, but she's not, you know, the big pro that some of the other ones are. Right. Um, so, you know, just be careful not to try to kill each other here. And, <laughs> I mean, if they're not doing it, Nikki and Natalia sure are, because that's mm-hmm. all they do in this feud is try to kill each other. Um, but they had a... Uh, they score off on a backstage, like, split-screen promo where, you know, they, they pretty much kind of go after each other again with the whole, oh, Nikki, you turned Brett against me. Uh, you know, Nikki, you have no friends. Uh, Natty, you're crazy and, and, and old and bitter and, you know all this and that Cena's going to leave her again and what like just pretty much the same stuff we've heard but it kind of comes to a hilt again at on talking smack when Natalia just for lack of a better word smacking Nikki into the big set that they have there for the big podium thing mm-hmm. and uh, they it's even so bad they had to show Cena uh, on talking smack when he comes on, which I think hints towards the uh, that proposed mixed tag match. I think more than anything, that's really the first time that Cena's really ever acknowledged anything with Nikki, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to storyline that's happening where he needs to act like he's the concerned boyfriend. That never happens with John Cena, you know. So uh, very interesting uh, from that point of view. Of seeing Cena in a different kind of mindset there, but I'm also excited for this Nikki Natalia thing because uh, they need to be beating each other as much as uh, they 
do this in promos and in surprise segments uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, I kind of hope they do the same thing they did with Nikki and Carmella, where you you have Daniel Bryan come out and make it no DQ or something like that, just because I feel like it, it would fit. And all the other segments that they had done before this, I felt like they were at least coming from a place where the characters felt like what they were saying was genuine. This felt like like a, a big you know face-to-face confrontation that you would have on Jerry Springer or something like that, where you're just <laughs> being super catty and trying to cut deep just to cut deep for no other reason than to do it. And I don't know. I, this didn't strike as well with me as the other ones did. I, I The attack on, on Talking Smack, though, I was totally down with. Like, that was violent, and I think exactly what uh, what has been a hallmark of this feud so far, and that's just them pretty much beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, like, do the no-DQ thing with them. Mm-hmm. Because you, all the thing has been is them just, hey, let's uh, go attack each other. Backstage, wherever it is, we're just... I mean, they had the, the Attitude Era segment where they attacked each other backstage, even. I mean, just... It's set up for that kind of thing. They've, I'm surprised they didn't make that something known here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with three women's matches on a card, you might want to do something to differentiate them a little. Obviously, I know they don't want to go overboard with that, but the women's title, and then you have the, the vets match, essentially, and then you can have this fun little brawl here. Yes, I mean, the women played a big part on this show as they... Will on Elimination Chamber having three matches, and I think the the only things that we haven't talked about are the tag division here with uh, the twelve the twelve man that they had going on here, and I felt like they did a good job of highlighting some of the you know lesser tag teams with the ascension of all people getting wins, and they looked good in this match. Uh, I think they looked good. I think it was hard to tell who was really getting the better of this at any point in time, just because it, it was so it was so very fast-moving, almost to the point where you couldn't really keep, keep straight what was happening at times. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I'm okay... With sort of how this is going, because if you can build one of the teams that maybe hasn't gotten a lot of shine, like like uh, the Fashion Police or the Vaude Villains or the Ascension or something out of this, to at least get another team going, I think you could call this a success. But so far, I don't know if we've really gotten anything other than American Alpha is going to dominate all the teams and we're just going to sort of be left with, well, who's left, you know? Yeah, I. it's hard to think of anything, too, because of the fact of, okay, well, the one team you're, like, hoping shows up here mm-hmm. is the Revival or whatever, but with the injury situation in NXT, that seems like that's not happening. So I don't know what you really have to look forward to other than, okay, American Alpha is going to beat them. What, are we going to have the Usos and American Alpha number 20 again? Like because we have nothing else. I mean, this is a one of these things that this is where the uh, the lack of a division kind of shows that you don't have a lot of guy, a lot of teams that are built up well. 
And then mm-hmm. not to mention, at one point they were separating Slater and Rhino, and then all of a sudden they had to act like nothing was happening between the two because they realized, oh crap, mm-hmm. we don't have any teams. It, it makes me curious if maybe we'll get Apollo and Kalisto tossed into this uh, sort of revolving carousel of tag team challengers once they're done with Dolph. Yeah. I Even if it's wish, just a one or a two off, you know. I, yeah, for WrestleMania, I'd be fine with it. You know, I just, if WWE knew how to have people involved in two different things at once, mm-hmm. I would be fine with it because I feel like if Apollo's really going to get something out of this feud with Dolph, him continuing to be a singles guy and finally getting to go off the ranks would be really good for him. But, I mean, if if they're not really going to do much out of it, then being in a tag team and maybe getting tag team title shots wouldn't be too bad for him and Kalisto. It would certainly give Kalisto something to do if they're never going to put him on 205 Live. Yeah, and I mean, both of them in the Intercontinental title hunt would be great again, too. Uh, I just, now that they're doing what they're doing with Luke, I feel like he's going to be bound for that championship sooner rather than later, so. Yeah, championship Luke has, you know, held before, so. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, him and Ambrose have had battles for that belt of force. So, mm-hmm. going to see if that's going to happen again. I just, yeah, I, it, this is one of those things with SmackDown of how are they going to be able to fix this? Who can they bring? I think I've made it known that me personally, I almost don't want the revival to come here. Because we've seen them have matches with American Alpha. I I almost want them to go to Raw because they would be the perfect foes for like New Day and uh you know, so like a like a, we we've seen them with Enzo and Cass, but I think on the bigger stage of the main roster they would be great too. I almost that's the thing, NXT's also kind of short on the tag team deal as well. So you know, to the point that they did I think officially uh, debut the Bollywood Boys down there because they realize, oh well, we need to get more tag teams there too. So uh, this is uh, one thing that WWE's kind of been struggling with, and that might be a mission for 2017: get the tag division in WWE fixed. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying that for how long, though, right? I mean, <laughs> but they did have a point where they had a good set of tag teams or whatever and then all of a sudden like the brand split happened and that's what got destroyed the most was the the tag team scene yeah and, and i mean splitting the women's division i think has been something they've had to try to to fight back from too and and that's seemingly starting to at least get on track across smackdown at least i don't know about raw is a little bit more hit or miss but and, and you know i i i question whether they can do it they've They've struggled seemingly with tag teams ever since I've been watching wrestling. Um, and that, that's been since the, the early 90s, because they've had lots of peaks and valleys, and usually it's more valleys than peaks. Yeah, certainly. Everybody remembers, you know, the attitude of a tag team mm-hmm. thing. And then you had this lull, and then I think, like, in the. They had a little section in the Ruthless Aggression era where the tag teams were really a showpiece, and then it died again, and so, should be 
it should be that time. Let, let's move it on with the tag teams. And speaking of tag team, like Paul mentioned, uh, Ziggler is now in a handicap match, two-on-one, Apollo and Kalisto against Ziggler after he lost to Apollo uh, in a very short match uh, on this show. Makes sense from everything that's been happening. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they've essentially just been trying to get heat on Dolph, and I don't know if any of the live crowds particularly cared because... They haven't been given a lot of reasons to care about Apollo and Kalisto, and they still haven't really given you a whole lot to do so yet. So really hoping that Elimination Chamber is this great shot in the arm for them. But I'll remain hesitant until they pull something off of these guys. I just don't know how the handicap match for the heel works. Mm -hmm. I I (laughs) mean, it's sort of, I mean, he's been beating these guys up, and, and, you know, they've had them come out and at least try to hold each other's back, and... I, I, I guess know, thinking but that, two on one and the heel is the one. Yeah. I mean. I, I think it works in this situation just because Dolph has been beating them both up, right? And so this is supposed to be the authority figure trying to give him a, a break and like, here you go, guys. Go get them. But are people really going to cheer for Apollo and Kalisto? I don't think thing. people are going to give a shit about it in general. That's what I was, the point I was trying I, to make. I, I know. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I've just, if you're really trying to do something with this and you've dedicated time on TV for this, I mean, uh, but I mean, you could have done that in a triple threat and then just had Apollo and Kalisto decide that they wanted to have a match against each other while Dolph is down or something. I don't think they want to sacrifice the idea of Richard there. Fair enough. We spend probably more time thinking about this than they have. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll end up at a couple of hard dollars on that one. But, uh, yeah, that's surprisingly everything that was on SmackDown this week. It was really an easy watch. felt like it went by really fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, we talked about the opening match was sort of uh, if you wanted wrestling to watch, that was the match to see. Uh, but it wasn't great or anything. I'd put in the very good category. And, yeah, I, nice build to Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Chamber could be one of those where you're not thinking much of it going in and it totally delivers, or it could just be one of those one-match shows mm-hmm. with the Chamber being the thing you're talking about. I, um... I enjoyed this show a lot, too. I think there's there's a lot of good takeaways from this. It's, it's another one of those SmackDowns, much like Raw this week, where every segment's building towards something. Everybody is sort of getting a little bit of shine here. I think the contract signing was a great success. The, the opening segments were great. And uh, the Wyatt Family drama continues to be some of the most compelling stuff on WWE television these days. You, the only thing you're really missing is the continual great wrestling that Raw had, so I'm going to give it a 7. I think for me, it, there was uh, some good build for here uh, as far as, you know, Elimination Chamber. You set up some matches. You officially set up matches. Uh, I'm not particularly a big fan of officially making matches the next, you know, the week before, but it's WWE staples what they do. It's also a two-week build. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but 
for I mean, this is one of those times like we knew what the feuds were. It's just them officially saying, okay, these matches are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Paul said, I mean, when you get two weeks, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get one one week to figure everything out, and then the next week you got to start making everything yeah. already. It's so. go home already. Yeah. Uh, I mean. It was, a, it's, like I said, a good show, easy watch, and I don't know if I can go seven, I'll I'll say like six and a half or something. Fair and enough. That, and that's going to be your SmackDown Live for this week. Hopefully, you know, like we said, got to spend the time to watch Elimination Chamber, hopefully it delivers, and... Uh, We'll have some definite things to talk about on that Sunday. Uh, W2 Extra will be reviewing the show. Of course, you don't want to miss our, of course, the 205 Live review we're about to do and the uh, episode 233 part 2 where we're going to be, of course, previewing that Elimination Chamber, giving our predictions and everything, doing a New Japan, a New Beginning in Osaka preview, which that show... Looks absolutely killer with so many great matches uh, potentially on on the cards. And then uh, you've got uh, some other things. I'm sure there will be more on this uh, Noah and TNA partnership. That basically, as soon as the show is over on Monday, we got the big news. But then nothing along with it. So uh, hopefully there's more on that and, and everything else. So until uh, next week, well, well, it'll be the... After Elimination Chamber show. Later, everybody. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.